0: Go to MindfulParentingCourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's MindfulParentingCourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama Podcast, episode 118. Today we're talking about loving more and caring less. Welcome to the Mindful Mama Podcast. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. And Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clarkfield's Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and to take family and life to a new level of peace and cooperation. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course, and I'm the mom of two girls who really do challenge me every day to hone my craft. They do. So thank you. I'm so glad you are here today. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so nice to connect again. You're going to hear in my voice that I've still got that cold. It's uh, an epic one, and now I've got (coughs) spring pollen. But anyway, that's life, right? So I sound different. It's just the nature of an audio that I'm uh, very aware of it, of course. So, but that's here neither here nor there. This is an episode where we're going to talk about a really, a really important thing. And I think it kind of gets to the heart of many different things. So I can't wait to dive into it. And, um, and before we do, I just want to let you know that we coming up, there, I'm having the uh, Unmartyr Yourself Challenge, and that's going to be right the day after Mother's Day, if you're listening to this when it comes out, May 14th through 18th, and we're going to have some live trainings and some practices and things to help you get out of that, that, that rut that we can get in, where we're feeling overwhelmed, where we're feeling like we're just running on that treadmill. So if you're interested in that, please do go to MindfulMamaMentor.com. Under the events page, you'll find it, or you can go to MindfulMamaMentor.com slash Unmartyr, U-N-M-A-R-T-Y-R, Unmartyr. It's just a good word. I like that. <laughs> so... This episode is called Love More and Care Less. And what does that mean, right? So, obviously, we love our children, right? Like when my daughter was born, I felt like the world had shifted. And I didn't realize, you know, it sounds so cliche to say it, but I didn't realize I could love someone that much. And just I felt so, so fully, fully dedicated to her that I wanted to do everything right. I didn't want to mess it up. And and, in some of those ways that we might be painfully aware, we have healing from our own past and upbringing. I really didn't want to mess it up. And then reality hits right and and we're so we care so much about how our children grow up we just care so so much that that energy of caring so much is actually the very thing that can get in the way oddly enough what am I talking about well here's the thing our children will make mistakes They will say hurtful things. They will be selfish and they will mess up. They definitely will. They have to do that. It's part of growing up. They have to do those things. And we cannot and we really should not prevent all of those mistakes. Right? That's like kind of a hard thing to wrap our heads around, right? Like that we actually should not prevent them from from messing up, from being selfish, from being hurtful. Uh, that's actually something they have to go through and they have to learn, right? And, you know, we, they have to learn how their behavior affects other people. They have to learn that they, they're living in an in interconnected way with other people and their behavior really affects other people. So they really, really need those mistakes, they really need those mistakes. They need to learn them in the context of a loving family, of, uh, in a context of I accept you no matter who you are, of a truly unconditional love, which means love without conditions. Like I love you even when you make mistakes, even when you're selfish, you say hurtful things, even when you mess up. And we show that love by accepting them, even in those moments, right? So, but unfortunately, we are, we have so much anxiety. We have so much fear about how they will be, how they'll grow up. You know, will they be successful? Will they have the same issues I had? And all of those things. We have this anxiety that drives us to want to make our kids be perfect and drives this inner anxiety when they're, they have these inevitable moments of messing up, right? So look at your own anxiety. When we experience anxiety, something deep within us has been triggered. And moment to moment, we can well normally, right? So first off, when we have some anxiety, something deep within us has been triggered, the normally the first thing we do is just we just react. We're just we react to it right away. And uh, the 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 less uh, skillful way of reacting is by trying to fix the other or fix the outside circumstance or fix the thing that has, that may be that the trigger for that anxiety for us right And that's kind of the way the vast majority of situations happen like we have an anxiety and we want to fix this outside circumstance that has made this right but but the really the the experience of that anxiety comes from within us And really with every anything like that there's always an external way of looking at it, an internal way of looking at it and We tend to always, you know, most of us, are just always looking at that external way. And so I invite you to kind of look at this internal way, right? So when you're experiencing anxiety, something deep within you has been triggered. And so instead of just reacting, reacting, moment to moment, we can ask, why am I being triggered now? Why am I being triggered now? And that anxiety comes from something unresolved within. It's a natural emotion that there's no escaping, right? Anxiety, it comes from within. There's it's a fear. And when we start to examine this is coming from within me, why is it why are these circumstances triggering this thing that's coming from within me? then we can start to understand the anxiety in a deeper way. We can start to understand why we are feeling this way. This happens all the time where there's certain situations that that trigger these things. Like, for instance, you know, know, the classic example, you might have a child who's uh, uh, some morning where you're just chilling, you're relaxed, you're You're listening to some jazz on the radio and your child spills some juice and you say, oh, okay, look, there's the juice. And you go and say, okay, let's let's clean it up. Here, this is a sponge and this is how you can clean it up. And you're chill, you're relaxed, you have a skillful response. Another morning, the same exact circumstance, except this time you're on your way to go to your work or you're on your way to go to an interview or to get to an important appointment and your child spills some juice and that anxiety pops up oh my gosh i'm going to be late and that i'm going to be late is really i'm threatened right my my livelihood my well-being whatever is threatened and so we react in a really different way we are supported by mysteries about true histories affectionately known as math mysteries about true histories it's a weekly show full of time travel puzzles hidden equations I highly recommend you check it out to listen to Understood Explains. Just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. So, anxiety is a totally natural emotion that there is no escaping. We are never going to be totally anxiety free. So sad, right? <laughs> I'm so with you. I would love to be totally anxiety free. That would be great. But in fact, there is actually no escaping it. But we can learn to sit with it, and that's where mindfulness comes in. So before I before I did, I had a really steady mindfulness practice. I had my anxiety was ah oh, at moments it was debilitating. I remember. When I was a high school teacher, sitting in the parking lot, like, just totally, like, paralyzed by this anxiety. And I'm sure you've had those moments where the anxiety is debilitating. And the thing is, we we need our anxiety. Our fear response is helpful. It keeps us safe. It helps us, keeps us from going uh, <clears throat> I don't know, in in the elevator with that creepy person (laughs) or whatever, you know, it keeps us safe in a lot of different situations. We need it. We're not going to get rid of it so we can sit with it. So as with our mindfulness practice, with meditation, it's been research proven again and again and again to reduce anxiety because there's this crazy thing that happens, right, that as we sit with it, as we feel the physical experience of it in our body as we feel maybe the tension, we feel sort of the buzz of it in the heart area, maybe a little constriction. Um, We might feel the butterflies in the stomach, we breathe in, we breathe out, and we just practice sitting there being non-reactive. And we practice, honestly, just relaxing your body uh, into this experience You're literally rewiring, retraining your brain to, to, to not to react to this anxiety, but to, to stay non-reactive, to, to just feel it, feel it, to heal it, right? To feel it, but to really feel it fully, to really actually, what does it really feel like? To really completely and fully feel it, be really conscious of it. And then as we do, it starts, something magical starts to happen as we kind of immerse ourselves in feeling it, the sensations of it, breathing. uh, It starts to dissipate, you know? It just starts to to go by like a cloud in the sky. And we can work to kind of sit with that. So back to our kids, right? (laughs) No one wins when we come from that other state, that unconscious reactive state, no one wins. And our kids, you know, those are the situations with our kids that we're always we regret, regret, which is, you know, we're gonna have regrets, it's fine. But no one wins. And unless we learn to break free of our negative interpretations, you know, we'll always, always be admired in like one destructive emotional pattern or another, right? It's, it's really the interpretation, the story that we're telling about this thing. And we learn to break free of the story that I'm bad, you're bad, something's bad. And we just sit in that moment, sit with the feeling, sit with the anxiety and practice to, to be with it. Um, we, we're just stuck in that pattern of reacting, 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 right? But the good news is that parenting can really be a journey of growth for both ourselves and our children. We can use this as an opportunity to commit to our own growth. We are parenting our children and we're kind of reparenting ourselves. We're saying, okay, you need to, you're watching what I do. You're watching how I live my life you're, um, you know, you're absorbing uh, all of my skillful and unskillful moments, so I, I can I can start to grow myself, and I can start to grow my my skillful moments more. We can commit to our own growth, right? We can commit, and that's where this whole idea of love more, care less comes in. And love more, care less is something I heard uh, Shafali Sabari, author of The Conscious Parent, say. One time on a talk that we need to love our children more and we need to care less about all the little stuff. We need to care less about the their mistakes, their hurtful things, their selfishness, their mess ups. We, What that really means is moving from a place of parenting from anxiety, from fear, and moving to a place of parenting from trust. Seeing that you can make these, parenting from place of, you can make these mistakes. You might say these hurtful things. You might be selfish and mess up. But I still trust you to grow up to be fully who you are. I still trust that you are a beautiful person. I still trust in your love. I trust your goodness, Right? And the thing is that children have a right to our trust. They are whole and complete. They deserve respect. They deserve unconditional love. They deserve to be trusted, right? They're going to make mistakes. We, ha- we know it. We know it. We know it. We know it. It's going to happen. They have to do it. And we can still trust them. And the thing is... <sighs> when we come from this place of, I trust you. And I believe you're good no matter what. I mean, when we come from that place, it doesn't mean we're going to like stop having healthy boundaries for them. It doesn't mean we're not going to give them any chores, (laughs) because we think they're just going to magically do them themselves. Or, you know, we're not going to call them out when something, you know, when they've done something wrong, doesn't mean any of that, but it means like, you know what? You've made a mistake, but I trust you and I still respect you and I still see you as a whole and complete human being and I still respect you. So how do we get to this place where we can chill our anxiety enough to trust our kids for who they are? Because that's what they really need, right? Like that's what kids need. Chill out, Mama. Trust me. (laughs) Our kids deserve this trust and respect. As do you, my friend. As do you. And this is really where it comes down to. You are whole and complete. You are whole and complete even without your kids. You are worthy of love and trust and respect, and joy, and fun, and relaxation, and growth, even without your kids. Your kids don't define you. And this is important, right? Like, we might have this, society puts this role on us, and we have this role, right? This role as mother. But who are you beyond that role? And who are you as a whole and complete human being beyond that role? Because the truth is, it's too much, you know, it's too much on kids for you to just be mom. Like it's too much for you, for for all of your, every bit of your attention to be completely wrapped up in them. Like it's caring too much. It's too much pressure on them. That's where we get these kids who are like racked with anxiety and they have to be so much they have to, they have to achieve, they have to do everything right. They can never make these mistakes because everything's riding on them. Mom's whole identity or dad's whole identity is riding on this. You know, we need to give our kids some space to be who they are. And to do that, We need to give ourselves some space to be who we are. You know, our relationship comes from, the the healthiest relationships come from two whole and complete human beings relating with each other from a place of groundedness, from a place of I accept myself as I am. And the idea of moving away from Our anxieties, moving away from parenting with fear, moving away from parenting with fear and pressure on our kids. It really means parenting from your wholeness and not your wounds. You know, we all have wounds and we all have stuff to heal. That's okay. That's just part of being human, but we are also all very whole. And as we more and more develop our wholeness as we more and more cultivate what are the seeds of our peace, what are the seeds of our wholeness, what are the seeds of our our you know our loving and respecting ourselves then then we give our kids that space we give our kids that space that they really need, so how do we become whole there's basically two things we need to do. <laughs> One, we need to heal our wounds, right? And that's a process going to happen throughout our lives. We need to feel it to heal it. We need to allow ourselves to see our wounds, to have compassion for them, to heal those wounds, to heal those any traumas, to heal those things. That's your work. Like that's what we need to do. We need to feel it to heal it. We need to heal our wounds. But you know, you're more than your wounds. You got more than that. You got more than that. So, number two, heal one, heal the wounds. Two, live life fully. We become whole by living life fully, modeling a healthy life, and meeting your own needs. You know, coming up, I'm doing this unmartyr yourself challenge because we live in a society that tells us as moms that we're kind of irrelevant now that we're only valuable as it comes to, as it comes to our kids that we're you know we're not contributing we're not creative we're not vibrant we're not sexy we're 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 only valuable in terms of our kids and i really invite you to just reject that push against that because Not even just for you, but it should, you know, just for you is fine, but just for, you know, for your kids too. Like we need to transform this way of thinking. So we become whole by living life fully and meeting your own needs.
2: and I'm gonna leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just gonna give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.
0: And what are these needs we're talking about? You know, you have physical needs. What if you could, what would life be like if you loved, you know, if you had a loving relationship with your body and you took care of it and you felt your capability and your power and your strength, you know, what would it feel like to feel good in your body, to appreciate, what would it feel like to, to each day to wake up and appreciate that you have two arms that can hug and carry and hold things and do so much in this world. And you have two legs that can carry you, that can run, that can walk, that can jump, that maybe can squat a hundred pounds. Who knows, right? Like you are a physical being and that physical sense of health, physical sense of strength, physical s- flexibility, all of those things really uh, because body and mind aren't separate they really create a lot of well-being in the body a lot of joy a lot of um, a lot of w- the wonderful experiences we have in life come from or f- can come from our physical body it's really this unique opportunity we have as beings in these bodies here on earth alive at this moment. To be able to appreciate and take joy in your physical body. So, how, can you meet your physical needs more? Can you feel good in your body? So, maybe exercising from a place of, I love this body and I want to take care of it. Practicing yoga to release tensions and to build strengths. Uh, you know, spending time uh, in a practice appreciating your body um taking a bath <laughs> appreciating your body so meeting your own needs physically what are those needs that you're not meeting physically coming in, and this also means coming into your senses which is bringing body and mind together feeling that sense of i mean you could feel it right now you might feel you could feel a, a sense of tingling in your fingers right can you feel that It's this magical, it's that prana, right? Prana is uh, in yoga, we call prana life force energy. You could feel that right there in your nerve endings, in your fingers. As you do that, you come literally to your senses. And it's a really wonderful way of becoming present in the present moment rather than lost in anxieties and thoughts. Can you meet your own spiritual needs? your need for community maybe gratitude like reading inspirational texts nature are you are you appreciating that you have spiritual needs that you have a need to connect with this greater earth to be be part of the whole you know it's not all on you you're not sometimes i think we're so caught up in so being such an individual and when we realize that we're we're part of a whole we're like one cell in the earth's body you know we're we're part of the universe we're a wave in the ocean <laughs> it's you know these are things that can really ground us and really help us to love more and care less to give us that perspective to give help us give our kids that space are you meeting your emotional needs you know, are you are you do you cultivating your loving friendships, your loving relationships with with family, with your partner? Are you meeting your social needs? Are you do you go out with your friends? You know, you deserve to do that. You need to do that. We're social creatures, like quality friendships and relationships are like the number one predictor of longevity and health and happiness. It's really vital. And it provides so much happiness. So, so, you know, make that a priority. Find ways to, to have your kids, you know, be with somebody else. And and take time to just hang out with your friends. To be silly, to get deep, to to really connect, you know. I wonder, you know, what I did recently when I was on my retreat. I was dancing, you know, and I try to do that like two or three times a year. Go out dancing, you know, go out dancing. Ooh, social and physical, right there in one go. So what about what about you know your purpose? Are you are you giving back? Are you expressing your strengths and your gifts? Uh, you know, are you meeting your mental needs? Your your creativity? Are you expressing some creativity? Are you learning? Are you reading? Are you growing? And then finally are you striving for some kind of balance? And I know balance is kind of a bad word, but you know what when I look at balance, I really see this and I see this all the time every day in my own yoga practice and when I teach. Balance is full of wobbles. Balance is a constant going back and forth. Balance is is always one side and then the other and and sometimes we fall over and that's okay. It's just, can we try to bring some of these things into our lives? Can we can we acknowledge that we have all these needs, that we have the needs for physical needs, spiritual needs, emotional, social, mental? You know, can we acknowledge that and try to bring those into our lives? And, and another way of looking at needs is that in Tony Robbins, who's not number one on my uh, joy list right now after his thing, but... Um, he talks about six core needs. And one is certainty. Two is uncertainty. So we need, we need like that rhythm and that stability, but we also need some variety and some spice to our lives, right? We, and then number three is significance, right? We have a need for giving back, for expressing our strengths, for creating a difference in other people's lives. Number four is love and connection, right? Those emotional needs. We have a need for love and connection. Number five is growth, right? If you're not growing, you're dying. It's just the way of life. And number six is contribution, giving back. So, how do we become whole? We heal and we live a fully, we live life fully. We model a healthy life, we meet our own needs. And the magic of that is that when you allow yourself to become a little bit selfish, when you allow yourself to meet your needs, to have needs, to meet your needs for space, for maybe some quiet time, to have time to yourself, to be just fully you, the you you are without your kids, right? Then, then you you when you come back to this relationship with your kids you can you can love more and care less about the little stuff you can love them fully you know as we love ourselves fully we care for ourselves fully that's how we love our kids fully that's how we do it and yeah there's like all kinds of skills and communication skills and things like that we talk about that in mindful parenting but it, that core part of, you know, mindfulness, practicing to be less reactive and practicing to be fully ourselves and then self-compassion, having compassion for ourselves. But th- that foundation rests on you being whole. And I really, really, really want you to be whole. I want you to think about as you listen to this, What is the ache? What is the ache that you kind of pushed aside that you haven't listened to? How do you become more vibrant, more fully alive in yourself? How do you meet some more of your needs? Knowing that when you meet, meeting those needs completely without guilt, because knowing that when you're meeting your own needs, you're, you're modeling how to live life because, you know, what our kids are really terrible at doing what we say, but they're really great at doing what we do. So show them how to live. Show them how to embrace this life. I feel like I'm getting really deep here, but that's that's where it is. So today we talked about, we talked about. You know, that uh, our children will make mistakes, they will be selfish, they will mess up, they have to. We talked about looking at your own anxiety and mindfulness. And we talked about coming from that place of trust, loving more, caring less, trusting our children, knowing they are whole and complete, coming from that place of they have a right to our trust, they deserve our respect, and you deserve your respect you deserve your love you 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 create that as you come from a place of parenting from your wholeness not your wounds so i really appreciate you listening today my friend i hope you will join me in the unmartyr yourself challenge next week coming up in just a few days if you're listening to this as this comes out if you're listening in the future who knows maybe we will be having that challenge coming up but if you're listening to this in real time hop on it join me mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr (laughs) or just go to the events page it's Really important for you to, to cultivate, you know, because our culture is so like, uh, can be so unhealthy for moms in so many ways. It's really health- important and valuable to cultivate that community of people around you who are working for the same level of consciousness, right? And that's what this is about. That's what this is about. And coming up right after that, I am opening spots in my Mindful Mama Transformation Coaching Groups. I'm going to have an evening group this time, May. We're going to move into, move through the summer of 2018 together. And it's like a sisterhood, right? That is so invaluable. Like you, you just can't, that idea of coming together and supporting each other, it makes a huge, huge difference. So that is at mindfulmammamentor.com slash coaching and if you have questions about it, I'm happy to hop on the phone and talk to you about it. I hope you will hope you'll check it out and join me and see the amazing transformations that have happened with my clients. Oh my gosh, it's um, it's so funny. Like you know, we get kind of sucked into what our culture tells us is important, and we spend you know we spend money on uh, you know clothes and and stuff and we all have so much stuff but you know what like it's it's amazing to actually invest in you and that's really the thing that pays dividends uh you know beyond what you can imagine my client um Kyla said you know I have so much joy now and the skills to deal with my children, doing meditation every day, cultivating that, as well as developing a yoga practice. All of it together has really given me the tools to make time for myself and find out who I am as a mom and my own person again. It's been wonderful. She said, before I was dreading being a mom, and now my relationship with my children is fun. My husband can see a huge change in me, and I'm a lot happier. So this is someone who's gone through my Mindful Mama Transformation Coaching. So you can check that out on mindfulmamamentor.com group coaching. I'm not sure when we'll be enrolling again soon. So please uh, check it out. And I would love, love, love to work with you. And then also the Unmutter Yourself Week next week. Join me there. Okay. I'm wishing you a beautiful week. I hope that this podcast has helped you. My sharing has helped you. So please... Spread the word. Help me spread the word by leaving reviews, sharing it with friends, etc. That really helps a lot. All right. Wishing you a beautiful week, my friend.
2: Namaste. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning